Good evening, everybody. It is Monday, October 14th, 2013. Uh, it's certainly not Columbus Day, because we would never in our wildest dreams celebrate uh, any kind of holiday of that nature. And anyway, that's kind of a bullshit holiday for banks and uh, not even schools, for the mail. It's an excuse for people not to deliver the mail. But it's also time for 10 Dozen Minutes of Jick and Mr. Skullhead with Jick and Mr. Skullhead introducing Jick and Mr. Skullhead. I'm Mr. Skullhead, and Jick is coming to you from an undisclosed location. Yes, I am. I'm sorry. I got uh, I got tied up listening to you, and I forgot to stop listening when you stopped talking. You were just drawn in by the mellifluous sound of my voice. I was. Aren't we supposed mm-hmm. to be celebrating some fake thing instead of Columbus Day, like uh, Bartholomew Bartolome de las Casas Day? Bartholin's Gland Secretions Day. Right. Which is the day in which we celebrate pre-cum. I mean, this is the day that facebook lights up with hey all you fuckers celebrating columbus day maybe you should listen to a little something about the guy you're celebrating to which i can only respond nobody celebrates columbus day if you're still like if you're still in school there might be a lesson about how awesome columbus was and in that case sure but i don't know we only learned about amerigo vespucci right there's this weird assumption that everybody is just whooping it up on Columbus Day, and it's like, I, I don't know, I, I didn't have a barbecue, I didn't send out any cards inviting people to my barbecue because I didn't have one. What would a Columbus Day party have at it? Smallpox. Mm-hmm. And apparently nine or ten-year-old sex slaves. Oh, yeah, was that a thing? Yeah, the, the, the oatmeal guy put out a comic about how awful Columbus is and how he's even awfuler than you think. Even worse than Thomas Edison? Even worse than Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison refused to electrocute his catamites with anything other than direct current. Exactly. I mean, uh, Thomas Edison was kind of a shithead. I get that. And uh, apparently, like, there were things in that, in this little infographic or whatever you call what he does that I hadn't seen before. That were kind of shocking, like the nine and ten year old sex slave thing. Okay, were they were they lady sex slaves or boy sex slaves? They were nine year olds. I know it doesn't matter. I'm just curious. I, I don't think that it's appropriate to ask. Wait, you're really? Assuming how you're is it appropriate ass- to tell? Then listen. What I know is, if don't ask, don't tell. Therefore, ask tell. So if it is appropriate for the oatmeal guy to tell us that, it is appropriate for me to ask you that. No, I don't think it's appropriate in a larger societal context to ask what gender anyone is. Oh, I see. Because you're assuming a bipolar, bipositional, uh, binary setup for gender that I find insulting. (sighs) They were boys with vaginas. You know what occurred to me uh, the other day? Is what? that we should uh, we should go to whitehouse.gov and start a petition. This has nothing to do with anything. Uh, this just is something that I just saw on my screen. Uh, yeah. We should start a petition to consolidate uh, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, and Scorpio and Sagittarius into a single zodiac sign called Nardo Day, uh, so that it would be Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Nardo, Day, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces. Ooh, perfect. Yep. I like that a lot. That was my joke. <laughs> I mean, even before I got the joke, I was down with just something being called Nardo Day. Yeah, Nar- Nardo Day. I mean, let's start celebrating Nardo Day instead of Columbus Day. Hmm. I mean, everybody can get behind their nards. I mean, everybody's I every- always behind their nards. <laughs> yeah, you you can't really get in front of them. 
Yeah, um, if you do, you probably need medical attention. I mean, I guess you could say getting in front of your nards is like deciding not to have sex with somebody that you know it would be a bad idea intellectually to have sex with. Is it like putting the cart before the horse? Yeah. Like, whoa, hold on there, buddy. Don't get in front of your nards. Well, it's like sort of putting the putting yourself before the horse cock. Right. Assuming that you have a horse cock, which given that we're talking about you and me, of course we do. Mm-hmm. Remember that moose cock joke? That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, what have you been up to? Ooh. Besides celebrating Columbus Day in the only way that you know how, which is by ignoring Christopher Columbus and all of his baby sex. Yeah, all I've been doing is watching movies that were directed by Chris Columbus. So. Okay, like Harry Potter 3? Uh, no, Harry Potter 1 and 2. Oh, really? I thought the third one was directed by Chris Columbus. The third one was Alfonso Cuaron. Oh. Yeah. Well, never mind. Everything that I, everything that I thought I knew about Christopher Columbus, Chris Columbus, Crisco Columbus. Uh, the Crisco Lumbus is one of the uh, one of the best lubricated parts of the spine. <laughs> he pres- what did the doctor do for your back pain? He prescribed a Crisco Lumbus rubdown. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I've ever like experienced Crisco firsthand. Hmm. But it sure looks like something I don't want to touch, or especially put on, or in my back. We always had some of it around the house, and I never knew why. Well, it's shortening, right? So anytime something's sure. too long, like if you if you realize that ah, this baking this bread is going to take forever, and my husband's boss is going to be here in thirty minutes, you'll put some shortening in it to make it faster. Oh, so it works on time too? Yeah, yeah, that's primarily what it's on, on time. It's that's for, amazing. That's no wonder what it works on. No wonder we could have microwave popcorn in 30 seconds. Yeah, it's just filled with I thought it was just because we had one of those old microwaves that was powered by a nuclear reactor. Mm-hmm. Well, really, they're all powered by a nuclear reactor, if you think about it. Whoa. Really, they're not. I think there's. A, I think that a microwave is powered by a magnetron. <laughs> I, that sounds like a thing that I would make up, but I think I'm not making it up. Microwaves are weird and scary, but then you read about them and they're not that weird and not that scary. But then you're like, I think microwaves are just lulling me into a false sense of security so they can boil my fucking brain juice while I'm sleeping. I finally got my computer hooked up via a wire to the router so that I don't lose internet every time the microwave comes on anymore. (laughs) So that's pretty good. I was amazed to learn, and I think it was you that told me, that the thing that keeps the microwaves from coming out and frying your eyeballs is the little screen on the front of it yeah because the holes in the screen are smaller than the amplitude of a microwave so they just can't get out yeah because microwaves are really big and really long and they bounce around a lot before they even complete like a single wave that's weird man they're huge for something called micro you know i mean yeah and i like the idea that a hole big enough for me to see is small enough to stop it. Yep. That's kind of interesting. It would be like if a condom were made out of cheesecloth. Okay. Like, nope, those giant HIV things and the huge sperms cannot get through there. Hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. Like uh, if HIV was like, if HIV was like pill bugs, that seems like a dream that you would have. Like, oh yeah, this girl had AIDS. And the way that I knew that is because she had pill bugs crawling all over her vagina. Hmm. And I was like, I need to make sure that none of those pill bugs crawl into my urethra. Uh, because then I'll have AIDS. Is that not the you kind know, of dream you have? 
Yeah, that dream. I mean, that's the kind of dream Martin Luther King was talking about. Right? I have that dream all the time. That one day my children will be judged not by the pill bugs in their urethra, but by the cheesecloth on their penises. Yeah. Um, hey, speaking of cheesecloth, we went to a uh, we went to a juicing party. Uh, it wasn't really a juicing. It was really just a hanging out um, and, hey, bring some stuff and we can use my fancy juicer uh, afternoon at a house. So not juicing like everybody does steroids. Everybody does steroids. No, that's what that's they tricked me into thinking that that's what I was signing up for because I was no. like, yeah, man, I'll fucking I'll blast my pecs. I I my quads could stand to be slightly ripped,er but no, no, it was just uh, all right. You go to stop and get some vegetables, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So I can carbo load before I go blast my pecs. Uh, and they were like, no, no, we lied to you, but you're already in the car. Uh, we had to cross the Bay Bridge. The new Bay Bridge is open, like the the span of it from Treasure Island to the East Bay. They closed down. This was like right when we left uh, to go back to Arizona at the beginning of September. They closed that down for a week uh, while they hooked up the new one that they've apparently been building for 10 years. Hmm. And uh, it's fancy. I don't know that I've ever had the same kind of just sort of fundamental emotional reaction to a piece of infrastructure before. But it's like just looking off to the off to the side at the old bridge, which is just, you know, very like kind of bridge you would see in the intro to a television show in the 80s that was set in a city, you know, just girders, uh-huh. just like bridge ass looking bridge. And then this new thing is just like white and there's very little to it. And it just looks like the future. Yeah, we got <clears throat> we have uh, that on a smaller scale here with the thing on. uh that the Lowry Avenue bridge. Oh yeah, that bridge that, that bridge that fell into the ocean and then got replaced real fast with a much better bridge. Well, there's that one, but that one ended up being pretty functional. Like mm. it it has some weird technology in it for snow melting and maintenance and whatnot. That but yeah. That one it's not exciting looking. But this one is is pretty. So the the San Francisco bridge is pretty. Gomes. It is, yeah, no, it was very good. Anyway, we went over. We went over to to Oakland to this to this gal's house that we know, and uh, her she had a fancy juicer. It's like this weird two stage juicer where you you grind up the stuff into pulp, which gets caught in these cheesecloth bags, and then you put the cheesecloth bag in a press, which then squeezes like every last bit of juice out of it. I see. So you juice the fruit, and then you juice the juice. Well, I don't know. It's, it, w- when you grind something up, I think you sort of blend the fruit and then you juice the blend. Okay. I think. Skittles, um, juice the blend. Yeah. So I, I, I had about a, a shot glass full of beet juice and then a glass glass of carrot juice. And then I was like, you know, I think that's enough juice. <coughs> glass. Pardon me. Damn it. Yeah, I don't know if I can... Every time that I've tried <coughs> carrot juice, I just think that is not a juice. Yeah. Carrots are, carrots are not full of a thing that I would call juice. They See, have like lightly flavored water I, that comes out of them. I like carrot juice. And I mean, it's it's not... I mean, it's hard for me to think of it as lightly flavored water because one of the th- properties that water definitely doesn't have is like being opaque orange. That must have been... Maybe it's the two-stage juicer. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, I've gotten carrot juice at like a cafe every once in a while. I'll 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 get a hankering for some carrot juice and I'll drink a glass of it. I don't know. I mean, I like carrots. I like the taste of carrots. And more and more as I get older, when I if I just eat raw carrots, it like fucks my stomach up, hmm. like immediately. It doesn't always happen, but it's like 
if the first thing I've eaten in a day is some raw vegetables, especially raw carrots, I will swallow, I will take a few bites and then suddenly just get like super, super horrible stomach cramps. And it's awful and it's terrifying. And it makes, now it's made me afraid of carrots. Yeah, well, at least when you wake up in the middle of the night with the horrible gut problems, you will be able to see really well in the dark. That's to true. Find your way to the tums. Yeah. The juice didn't do that to me, though. So that's maybe that's how I'll consume all my carrots from now on. I'm going to have to find somebody to do that for me because that was a hassle. And also, I'll bet that that is a juicer that costs more than most kitchen appliances. Uh, I bet it was, too. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty fancy. But uh, I don't know. They just they made some juice out of the greens of a bunch of beets. I always kind of huh. feel like juicing is just a waste of time and fruit, or time and vegetables. That is that seems to be the scientific consensus, right? <clears throat> yeah, that I mean, I think off. that like the reason that vegetables and fruit are good for you is because of the combination of sort of the nutrients that they contain and then the fiber and starches that they contain also. So like you're not really deriving any benefit from just getting nothing but the sugar. I mean, fruit juice, I feel like the consensus is that you might as well be drinking soda if you're just going to drink a glass of fucking apple juice. But sure. like, yeah, I don't know. It seems weird as like a, a, a weird culty health thing, you know, because it's like you couldn't, you couldn't maybe base that on anything (laughs) like I just I don't know it's weird I mean I guess Jack LaLanne was healthy and lived a long time and he's tried to sell a lot of juicers but I think there might be a little conflict of interest there I think he would have probably said juicing was a good idea whether it was or not maybe so yeah I've also heard it can uh, like you wouldn't sit and eat four apples and if you did it would probably mess with your stomach and your digestion mm-hmm. but you would eat you would drink the juice that came out of four apples in one sitting yeah so it's kind of a i don't know I, I put juicing in the same category as any kind of cleanse which is no yeah i mean i can imagine how psychologically you know so like the the prep for the colonoscopy that i had that was in a lot of ways a uh you know, like a saltwater cleanse <laughs> that I that I did, right? You don't eat anything yeah. for an entire day and, and just keep taking these fucking laxatives and then you're just kind of empty. And I can understand somebody being like, okay, good, now I'm empty and I've started over at zero and that makes me feel better about things. Sure. Right? Like I could imagine that providing some sucker to somebody who was worried about the contents of their guts, you know? But I think it's it's kind of like, I can I can also imagine the same thing about a colonic, which some people swear by, but whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think, you know, at worst, it's bad for you in some way that we don't understand, and at best, it is neutral. So, whatever. I mean, there's... It's not to say, like, if you feel like juicing or if you feel like master cleansing, go for it. Is master cleanse the one with the lemon juice and cayenne pepper and... And molasses. Maple yeah. syrup, yeah. Is that, that seems like a weird... Um... Yeah, I don't know. You know, there are people who will extol the benefits of fasting. And I'm not going to tell them that they didn't actually feel good when they did it. Sure. But, you know, 
I don't know. Am I... The only thing about that is if you're doing that and talking about all the weight you lost, that, you know, you're probably not going to feel that good about all the weight you lost two weeks from now when you don't, when you get it all back. Yeah. What you need to do is start fasting every other day. Oh, yeah. Or you just eat half as much food. That's just science. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I was reading some article about obesity myths and then I also read some article I read a reddit post by this guy who just barely ate for a year and lost like 200 pounds and kept passing out because his heart barely worked his doctors kept telling him it was a miracle he was still alive that was a pretty good idea we should just switch to Soylent yeah Deal with two birds with deal with two birds with one stone. That's the way that idiom goes, right? Yeah, like hey birds, I have this stone. Now I want to make a deal. I will trade you this stone for you guys leaving, right? Or for both of you being dead. Okay, it's up to you. I you mean, you know, I guess that is a if you phrase it that way. Like, hey deer, I'll trade you a bullet for your body. Hmm. And the deer's like. It's like, wait, after I'm dead, you're totally taking your bullet back, aren't you? Mm, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, well. Cut. What else? This was a uh, this was the apple cider party weekend. Ooh, how'd that go? That was lovely. Uh, good. It, it was um, a slow burn party. There are... Like, parties have character to them. You know, like, there are the sparsely attended kind of intimate gatherings. There are the giant... Ravers, where you just kind of party all night, and there are the the ones that go in stages, where you have like ten people come, and then most of them leave, and then ten more people come. This was a like an hour into the party, I was pretty sure there wasn't going to be one because nobody was there. And that is that not an hour into every party ever? I suppose that's an hour into all of my parties. I always spend the first like three hours after we tell people to show up, telling everyone. I don't think anybody's coming to our stupid party. And then eventually people show up. And I kept looking at the Facebook invite, which, I don't know. I, I keep making those Facebook events, even though I've had parties with 20 people signed up on Facebook and 50 people show up and vice versa. Which means that there is no bearing between what it says on there and what will happen. But I want to believe. Yeah, you know, uh, so like a a couple showed up, and we hung out, and another couple showed up, and then it was kind of like a almost a dinner party ish, you know, two couples hanging out at our house, and slowly it built to uh, just you know twenty people hanging around, drinking booze, and a couple of kids playing downstairs. I got kind of hammered. Because apparently these days I just can't tell whether I'm drunk or not. Okay. Like, the symptoms of being drunk just don't manifest themselves until I'd, like, say something a little louder than I was planning on. And it's like, I'm not only am I tipsy, I'm I'm hammered. But, you know, you could have fooled me. So uh, I ended up going to bed at nine. Ooh, good. But this is a party, like, I like the timing of it. It starts at 2, you know, so people roll up around 3 or 4. And you just kind of eat and drink and eat and drink 
and then everybody leaves around 7.30 or 8, and then you go to bed at 9. Did you make a liar of yourself by eating four apples? Was I not supposed to eat four apples? Well, you said you wouldn't eat four apples, but you would drink the juice of four apples. Oh, I got you. I probably ate the equivalent of four apples, yes. Did you have a pie? I don't do that at, uh, on the regular. We had a crisp. Okay. Did you have a brown Betty? We didn't have a brown Betty. We didn't have a black Betty. Okay. Bam lamb. Did you have a black bean Betty? We had a black bean burrito. We didn't have that. We had some spinach and artichoke dip, which was good. Do you think the recipe for an apple brown Betty occurs on the Betty page of a cookbook? <laughs> I hope so. If it's a Betty Crocker cookbook, though, aren't all the pages Betty pages? Yeah, I guess they are. I guess that explains why I've been masturbating to so many Betty Crocker cookbooks. Yeah, like that explains a lot of childhood boners. <laughs> mm. I, Betty Page is one of those things that I can't really tell whether it gives me a boner or not. I think, I think she's pretty. Yeah, but, it, like, it, in this weird, distant way... So, so I feel like Dita Von Teese has the same, kind of has the same problem, except that that's because, the, like, all of her, all of the photographs that are ever taken of her are sort of deliberately grotesque mm-hmm. in some ways. I mean, just, the, just like the crazy-ass corset is not a thing that I can handle. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it's just like, God, that person is, that person is injured, you know? So the ones that are cinched just super tight. Yeah. <clears throat> where there's like a where there's like an inverted shelf under the rib cage, but like Betty Page, I, it's kind of like looking at pictures of like sexy ladies, or in a lot of ways even like porn from the twenties, where it's just like, yeah, I just don't, I don't know, I don't think I could get a boner from that. Yeah, it's it's too. It's too distant. I mean, there there is the there is a the part of your brain that's like all of these people are skeletons now, right? Right. So that's not going to give you a boner. <laughs> uh, um, and I think uh, Betty Page is still alive, but she's certainly you wouldn't want to look at a picture of her now. Right, but but that does not stop purposes. her from being a skeleton, right? Man, you know what? It just occurred to me. Uh, that if I can find it, it might be a point in the year at which North Clay Elementary and Junior High School has posted their Halloween cafeteria menu. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't know. No. I think they've, they've given up on... Uh, they've given up on posting that somehow. Well, also, every single teacher at that school is a teacher that I don't know who they are. What has happened oh. to my to my elementary school, Mr. Scullard? The passage of time, with all of its sickening crimes, is making me sad again. Is there uh, anybody back in the hometown who can send you the Halloween menu? <laughs> Nobody that I would ask. No. Um, you know what? My mom is back there. Visiting? Yeah, she is. Uh, she goes. She goes back there every year in October to go to the Covered Bridge Festival, which is a uh, a big old arts and crafts fair somewhere in Indiana, where everyone goes and has sex with Clint Eastwood. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I that, I can't imagine any other reason she'd keep going back. Right. Um. Yeah. So your apple party, uh, it's like a lemon party, but 
With fewer dudes. I mean, you've had lemon parties in the past. I have. Um, did you make? Did you? You did. You just. You went and picked a bunch of apples, so you're you're right. flush with more apples than you'll eat in a hundred years. And then you went to the grocery store and bought apple cider. Is that my understanding yeah. of how that goes? Okay. Yeah. Well, because the the apple cider there is like nine or ten dollars a gallon, which is ridiculous. No, I, I meant you'd make so, apple cider, not that... I don't have a cider press. Yeah, but couldn't you make one out of, like, two pieces of wood? Don't you have to, like, age... I don't know what the difference is between apple cider and apple juice. Hmm. Seems like it's aged somehow okay. or something. All these times I've gone out to the apple orchard, they probably should have taught me a little bit about apples. But anyway, like, well, we always buy way too many apples because they give you these 10-pound bags and... We fill two of them and then go, oh, shit. Well, here we are. But, uh, no, from those apples, we made the apple crisp and uh, not a pie this year, but uh, a something else. And then we had, like, some caramel dip and we had some cheeses to, to eat with sliced apples. It's a whole apple thing. So this claims, Wikipedia claims that it, the... I mean, the difference between apple juice and apple cider is this picture in which one of them is clear. Um, <laughs> but just that you, you sort of make it all at once. You grind up the apples into cheesecloth, and then you press them to get the juice out. Uh-huh. Um, and it is then bottled and sold as apple cider. So it just has more pulp in it? Yeah, it's opaque. Uh-huh. Um, it tastes different, though. Oh, well, sure. Yeah, I mean, apple juice might also have uh, uh, sugar added to it, I guess. Well, apple juice generally refer refers to the filtered, pasteurized product of apple pressing, an unfiltered and sometimes unpasteurized product known as apple cider in the United States and parts of Canada may be, may be packaged and sold as apple juice. That was not. There is an unclear <laughs> distinction between apple juice and apple cider in the U.S. Now, generally, There's no, like, the stuff that we have is unpasteurized and has some... Worms in it? Sediment in it that you have to shake up. Okay. Do you think those are little pieces of worms? Probably. So do you think that you're making food of the worms before you make food for the worms? Exactly. I'm gathering my mushrooms while I may. Um, what do, you, do, you, do, you, do you heat up the cider in a crock pot with some cloves and some cinnamon sticks? Yeah, cloves and some cinnamon and some oranges. Oranges? Yep. Hmm. You're not worried about you're not worried about being a fruit race trader. I'm worried that someone might try to compare the ingredients in it to one another. Yeah. But uh no, it it was fine. You don't think that consuming apples and oranges is itself a, fa a fallacy? <laughs> Listen, my opponent is clearly consuming apples and oranges. If you dip your doing it in juice If you dip your dick in it, would it taste fallacy? Hmm. Oh my. Now the uh, we have the uh, hot cider and various rums and pims to put in there. What is pims? Is it like a sweet liqueur? Yeah, it's uh, it doesn't say it anywhere on the bottle, but it's like a prune liqueur. Hmm. So like Dr Pepper. Yeah, it's like a thing that nobody and nobody wants their product associated with prunes unless their product is prunes or other things that help you shit. So they just. It's Pims flavored Pims. 
But it's delicious. The problem with the hot cider is you can fill your glass half with rum and half with cider, and it tastes just fine. That's not a problem. Yeah, well, it's around the third or fourth glass. Well, it's not a problem until you awake to find yourself hammered. Yeah, when I'm like, hey, all of a sudden, I'm totally hammered. And I know that because I just, like, walked into a wall. Did you get a, did you get a hangover? No. I was, I was just sleepy all day. Yeah, Jesus Christ. When we were in the hotel room at Indiecade, at one point, I got up in the night and went to walk towards the bathroom of the hotel room that we were in and did that thing where there's a door that's open such that the door is completely perpendicular to your face and you just walk full bore face first into the fucking door. <laughs> that black eye that no one will ever believe. <laughs> yeah. It, it didn't actually give me a black eye. It just... What woke me up in a hurry? That had not happened to me in a long, long time, and I had sort of forgotten about it as a as a fundamental principle of comedy. It's a good ass morning. <laughs> yep. Uh. So, what have you been doing? Well, Mr. Magnifico was in town, uh, so in between, just kind of the usual, the usual working and dicking around and eating and drinking, we did some eating and drinking and dicking around with Mr. Magnifico. Played some games. We uh we had a lovely a lovely dinner and a lovely evening with him and and his doctor wife last night. Did you find did you explore new restaurants and new civilizations? No, we took them. They did. You know, we took them. We 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 were taking them to our favorite places. Ah. Um, but yeah, I guess they're in town for some sort of a medical conference. But not a lot. I like I sort of got sick on the heels of Indiecade, lost an entire day to just being asleep, which is the worst. That is the worst thing. Like, yeah. ugh, I just hate it. I woke up at 8 p.m. Like, it's like the first time you wake up from a little sort of illness reverie and it's dark. It's just like, fuck. Like, <laughs> everything is ruined. Everything is ruined. Like, and so I got up and I'm like, ah, fuck, I guess I should at least try to like play some video games or something because this day won't be an entire waste. But then it's like after I stared at the computer for like a half an hour, it's like, nope, I guess I'm just fucking going back to bed. Uh. And fuck knows when I'm going to wake up and be wide awake. But it turned out to not be until the next morning. So it was okay. Oh, that's handy. <clears throat> that, uh, whatever that bug is, turns out not to be imaginary because now the other two people in the house have it. So that's, that's good. We have one fewer toilet than people, but uh, we have one fewer infected person than people. So, because I think I'm done. I've, I've gotten back to the point where I'm having solid bowel movements, Mr. Skullhead, because I know you were concerned. That is good to know. I try, like, I haven't been keeping track of the little app where you post all of your bowel movements in there. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it wasn't working for a while because I had scale. automated it, but then the, the sensor sort of got jostled loose. One time I Yeah, the I trick is always it. having to take a shit on your phone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, check you it out. There's this, new, it the there's this new app that's just poop scale. <laughs> you just poop on your phone, and it tells you how much uh, it weighs and uh, what you've been eating. Man, if there was like a little stick that you could dip in your poop and then stick it in the microphone of your phone so that it could then analyze your gut flora, that'd be pretty good. 
Yeah, because usually if I have things that I'm putting next to my face, I want them to have poop on. Yeah, yeah, that's, that was that was exactly my reasoning. I guess that you could also do the thing where the app just records your farts and analyzes your gut flora based on that. And then what you do is you give that app away for free, but then you record all the farts and send them to a central server in in the cloud. Uh-huh. And uh, then you you sell the world's most comprehensive fart app. Oh, I see. So just the just the sound, because I was thinking of making it like you can unlock your phone with a, a fart that is sufficiently differentiated from other people's farts. Yeah, it's like your 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 fart fingerprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the only way that you can unlock your phone. So, like, if you if you find yourself needing to make an important call, you might have to shotgun a can of beans. <laughs> you might have to, you know. Occasionally, you're going to have to roll the dice. Yep. <sighs> well, good. We've gotten to that point in the show. There's a point at the show. I am not there looking a weekly feature. forward to this questions thread. <laughs> because we done already did this once, and we're going to have to figure out a way to make it funny. Okay, so part of what we're going to do is we're going to come up with spooky Halloween versions of the names of all of the people who are asking questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but are we ready? Do you have anything else to talk about, or are we are we resigned <laughs> to the thread? Are we spent? I don't know. I uh, just took a laserdisc to a laserdisc conversion facility to get converted into a DVD. Where'd you get a laserdisc? Uh, from eBay. Actually, yeah, Adam got it because it's the movie that we're going to do our uh, riff tracks thing to. The like live recording we're gonna do for Twin Cities Horror Con, okay, fest, horror fest, not con. But uh, it's was available on Netflix and now is not and is was never released on DVD. So he bought the laserdisc, and I found a company that was willing to transfer it for me. So uh, that was a strange thing to hold this like thing the size of a vinyl record in my hands. And like there's a movie on here somehow. And it's on both sides of it, even though it's only 80 minutes long. Yeah, I mean, you don't think that about... It's weird. You don't think that about a DVD, necessarily, right? Yeah, because it's like, well, this seems about the right size. Yeah, for whatever. <laughs> this seems the right size yeah. for X, where X is any amount of data that you can imagine. Yeah, for 700... <clears throat> uh, how much was on a... A CD, like what, 800 or 750 megabytes? Yeah, something like that. Or 4.7 gigabytes. Yeah. Or 16.7. I guess it's just because Laserdiscs never really caught on. Yeah. So it, it's not like I'm not familiar with it except for like my one rich friend growing up that lived in a different city but had one. I have, I own one Laserdisc. Uh, which is just a Star Wars laserdisc that somebody got me as a gift hmm. that I just then put in a, you know, those those frames that they make for LPs and just hung it on my wall. So if you had that, if you had those, you could get them converted and then you would have the real Star Wars on DVD the way that people insist we need to have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess all I have is the, when they did the DVD release of the the prequels that had that sort of ancillary set of discs that like didn't even have menus or anything that were just like fine fuck you here's the original version but it's still the special editions 
I uh, know those don't have any of the extra stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. No, oh, I thought they did. But they are. I finally understood when I put that in to watch it what people are talking about with anamorphic. Because it doesn't fill the screen, it letterboxes the screen to square, so uh, vertically, and then it letterboxes that image horizontally and presents the film. Huh. Instead of just <clears throat> being letterboxed horizontally. Oh, so it's a problem when you play it on a widescreen TV? Yeah, it just assumes that you're starting with a square screen. Hmm. But couldn't you then, couldn't you just zoom with the TV? I feel like TVs have a picture setting that is probably designed for that. You can zoom it and then it kind of looks like shit. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I... Yeah. I mean, does it look worse than the VHS tapes that we are accustomed to watching Star Wars on? Probably not. I don't know. I can't get that excited about it. I just, like, I would enjoy watching a high-def Star Wars, but I just can't stand the shit-added-in versions of them. So, I mean, so I just don't, right? Whatever. I'm not, like, screaming on the internet about how George Lucas owes me something. It would be pretty dope if Disney would take this opportunity to just release a clean Blu-ray, but... I'm yeah. kind of over it. It'd be pretty good if they started making new Star Wars movies that didn't suck. It could happen. It could. It might be happening now. Well, <sighs> shall we forum thread? Yeah. Whack writes. Okay, what's a good spooky Halloween version of whack? Oh, whack. Really? Black. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. What like black, like black, uh, like black and orange, like Halloween. Not like yeah, okay. bla- not like black, like black people are scary. What's the matter with you? The weird thing is, I didn't say anything except okay. Uh huh. Now I'm just watching you work out your issues. I can hear it in your tone. Okay. Okay. Uh, wha- whack rights. I mean black rights. Hack and slash rights. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you? Do you like rocks? <clears throat> Mr. Scully, do you like rocks? I'm kind of a fan of rocks. What's your favorite kind of rock, Mr. Scully? Uh, metal. Wait, metal's not a rock. Um, malachite. Okay. I like a malachite. So it's like, that's like a green rock? Yeah, it's the green with the little circles in it. Okay. Pretty. <clears throat> uh, Wacka writes... I don't. We might have actually gotten to some of these questions before the recording fucked up last time, but I'm sorry. Believe me, I don't want to be doing this any more than you want to be listening to it. Uh, pasta sauce isn't a three-pot dish. You get one pot for the pasta and boil it in water, then put meat and tomato in the same pot. Since you're cooking meat sauce, and you get the Italian-y shit from the tomatoes. So, I don't remember what your take on this was, but I don't believe that you can cook meat any other way than frying it. Mm-hmm. And so, the idea of, like putting tomatoes in a pot and then cooking meat in the tomato sauce seems like it, it's like gross you'd end up with gross boiled meat see i have done like when making a dish that like when i make the, the ghetto beef stroganoff that i make i will brown the meat in a saucepan and then just build the rest of the sauce in the pan mm-hmm. 
So maybe that's kind of what he's talking about. So you cook it, you cook the meat in the pot, and then add the tomatoes. Why, don't, why isn't there a browning pan? Hmm. Like an Elizabeth browning pan? Mm-hmm. Why isn't there an Elizabeth shoe? <laughs> the Elizabeth shoe almost sounds like a Robert Ludlum or like a Tom Clancy title. Mm-hmm. Or a Dan Brown, I guess. Yeah. Dan Browning. Tom Clancy. Why isn't there a Dan Browning pan? <laughs> R.I.P. Just... Um, yeah. So we have advice about cooking pasta from whack that we find questionable. Yeah. Uh, what about gnocchi? Ever eat it? You know, I ate uh, my year's ration of gnocchi yesterday, which was a single piece of gnocchi off of Hot Stuff's plate uh, at the restaurant that has good gnocchi. Uh, overcook that, he says, and it's like eating the T-1000. I don't know how you could possibly know what eating the T-1000 would be like. I, um, I don't, I can't really parse gnocchi as a main dish. Yeah. Maybe it's just the, like, the potato base that makes it seem like it should be a side dish, but I can see, like, you know, give me, like, a beef medallion with some gorgonzola cheese on it or something, and then some gnocchi on the side. I could kind of handle that. Yeah, a beef medallion with it. I've never really understood the the beef medallion thing. Like, that's yeah, just... I don't know what part of the of the beef is the medallion, because like you only get it at restaurants. It's like a little steak, right? I mean... Sure. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah. I'm really sad that I can't get the lunch list. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I happened to tab back over to North Clay Unified School District number 25 and I uh mm-hmm. and I just uh, it's it's it makes me sad. I feel like it's there somewhere if I could just find it. Cuz how could they take that away? Uh Wax says what's your favorite food? I don't have a favorite food cuz I'm a grown-up. I also don't have a favorite color. Yeah. I, I agree that at some point that question is just like, you know, I have types of food that I will seek out, but I like a lot of stuff. You know what I've been enjoying the shit out of since I got back to San Francisco is the uh, paneer tikka masala burrito from Curry Up Now. That does sound like a thing that I would eat. Yeah, it's fucking good. All day and into the night. Uh, although I think I'm going to start ordering it without onions because it was like, why, like, why do they give you the option to have this without onions? It's not like the onions are a big deal until I finally got one where it's like the bottom half of the burrito just had an entire onion in it. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I get why somebody wouldn't like this. Although thinking of like tikka masala, the one food that I would say is my favorite food at the moment is at least once a week we're hitting up the Indian buffet. Mm-hmm. And God, that's good. Just a, everything on the buffet table is good. Yep. So you just get a little bit of it and like fill your plate with just massive amounts of everything. I kind of wonder though, like if you're, if you're somebody who like grew up in India and you came here and you started a restaurant, just how hard you would hate the people who like the Americans who come in and put like a week's worth of food on their plate and eat it in one sitting. I always get hassled by the guy at our Indian buffet for not eating enough. Huh? Cause I mean, I go in and I, you know, I follow my rules. Like I go in and I fill up a plate and then I eat it and that's my dinner. And, right. and he always is like, you're not, you're not eating anymore. And when I was your age, when I was your age, I ate three times as much as you. 
and then I wanted to like pat him on the belly and say, yep. <laughs> but yeah. I thought that would have been a little too familiar for just the guy. <laughs> I mean, what's he going to do? He's like, oh, stop coming in here and spending money. Um, that is a, the, the Indian buffet down the street from our house in, in Phoenix, uh, it's always very well attended by Indians. So I feel like that's a pretty good mm-hmm. sign that it is, if not authentic, at least not insultingly inauthentic. Yeah. I mean, I think the kind of person who comes from India to open a restaurant is probably not from the sort of underclasses, right? So who knows how much they eat? Probably a lot, because they're often... Probably. I just, I I've, guess I just feel guilty at my gluttony. Like an Ethiopian because, restaurant. I mean, it's sort of like... <laughs> like, I should do what you do and make a single trip and... Because that it always fills me up, but I always go back for. Well, because you want some more. Because it's fucking good. I mean, if I go there on a weekend, I just eat like a psycho. But even then, like a plate, like a plate and a half, is pretty much gonna put me out for the rest of the day. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Like we usually just kind of hold out on lunch and go at like two on a Saturday, and then you're just done eating for the whole day. Yep. It's good stuff. Good stuff. You get like a lamb sog. That's pretty good. Yeah. Some uh, vindaloo, some curry. Although, more and more often, I am just sticking to the vegetarian side of the Indian buffet because I just don't want a bunch of meat stuck in my teeth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, be- I'm becoming soft. Uh, Wax says, if Disco Bandit is next on the revamp twa- train, Twain. <clears throat> yeah. Revamp Twain. I use a disco slash rave concentration combos for 50% bonus item drops. These don't work if I kill my enemy through the dance damage before completing the combo. If you add a thing that passively increases dance damage, please make it toggleable. I'm not ever going to make toggleable passives if they are things that are a benefit to combat. So there isn't anything like that. You'll probably hate it anyway, but... I appreciate your concern, but whatever, whack. And while I'm asking for stupid, trivial, and important stuff, please make Haggis Infused Soap, item number 6073, multi-usable, live on the radio. Also, Jawbrew's Hinch. Uh, I have made Haggis Infused Soap uh, multi-usable, and then I have also made it so there is never a time when Hinch will not be Jawbrew's from now on. Thanks. So good. Ephot writes, All right, Mr. Skullhead, spooky Halloween version of Ephot. Erot. Mm, good. Do you ever get tired of the same people asking you questions in every radio thread? You know what? I get tired of reading this radio thread in particular. <laughs> uh, Draco Krakona says, Any thoughts on making Fury not reset on free rests? Narratively, it makes sense, but it feels a bit jarring that suddenly I can't use half the class skills, including my awesome wallop. Uh, well, that is a super weird way of interpreting that, and it is the least favorable way of interpreting that. If you're using wallop every turn, you're using wallop once every turn, and by resting, which is a thing that you should do sparingly, and when you're hurt and all fucked up, you're losing out on one use of one skill. So saying, I can't use half the class skills, is a little silly, I think. And no, like, it doesn't make any sense that you stay furious while you're sleeping. I don't know. Haven't you ever slept angry? No. I never have. I followed that advice. Don't go to bed angry, they said. 
I thought that was only if you're arguing with another woman. Well, yeah, yeah. With, with another, another woman. woman. Yeah, if you're arguing with your mistress. Right. Don't go to bed angry with your mistress. Because you might accidentally fall asleep because you're so angry. And then your wife will wonder where you were all night. Hmm. Wallop is awesome, Draco continues. Do you guys feel that with the fact that spells hit a lot harder than most melee attacks and speed runs, melee crits could get a multiplier to bonus damage again? Spell crits have the entire spell damage increase, whereas melee ones only get the weapon damage increase, so not the stuff from buffs, or would a higher melee crit rate break things? As I'm barehanded, crits and normal hits are pretty much the same damage. Well, yeah, because fighting barehanded is supposed to fucking suck. And the fact that there are these weird metagame reasons that it doesn't suck doesn't make it show it so it shouldn't. Like... We shouldn't systemically just eliminate all reason to equip weapons just because we are at the particular place that we are in the history of the game, the way that the metagame concerns are balanced. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's one of the reasons that spells, that's one of the ways in which spells are better than melee attacks. Right, is that they are more likely to scale, they are more likely to be able to produce easy or cheap elemental damage, and they they are just better at high levels because that's how wizards work in that style of RPG. By that style, I mean this style. A style. Oh wait, we didn't do a spooky version of Draco Krakona's name. Mr. Skullhead, spooky version of Draco Krakona's name. Dracula Crack... Skullion. Mm. Dracula Black Owner. Really? Dracula Black Owner. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is pretty spooky. Um, I Eat Food says, Thanks for all the new muscle skills. I had all of them softcore permed and honestly was running out of classes I like to perm things in. Since there are 30 skills for Seal Clubber now, can we expect the same for all the other classes? Fuck yeah, you can, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Uh, okay. Also, I eat brains. Mm, okay, okay. I bleed food. Don't we all? For vampires? <laughs> I feed blacks. <laughs> <laughs> new, new pillows. All right. Uh, goo, new gallows. Goo pillows. Ah, oh, yours was better. New gallows. Damn, good. Uh, the hot... I've been thinking about that one for a yeah, while. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Well, now, see, now you're going to start reading ahead. And you're gonna you're gonna steal all of the thunder from from me. Yeah, the yeah. clan hot dog stand rewards players who take from it, but not who put it in. Uh, is there any way to reward players who fill it? <laughs> uh, I give clan karma when you put in, take some away when you eat one. Besides the basic hot dog, eh, I don't think that that's necessary. I think that as it stands now, it's fine. Nobody is like rioting in the streets about how unfair the hot dog cart is. And if there's a problem in your clan, you know you should just deal with that. It is a social problem, and we, because we are staunch Republicans, don't want to institute policies to deal with social issues. Yeah. Although we are probably going to institute a, an apple cart next, and so if you're upset about something, you can just upset it. Yeah, that's true. Just flip it. Just <clears throat> flip it over. It's like flipping a table, except apples go everywhere. Yeah, and occasionally it will contain one bad apple, which will, which will destroy the entire cart. Then you're really going to want to upset it. Put it before the horse. Uh, Goo Pillows slash New Gallows writes, uh, Will the class revamps include any new items available in the guild? New zones for the Nemesis quest. I'm sort of leaving the Nemesis stuff alone. There might be a secondary pass through that at some point in the future, but I didn't want to... 
I didn't want to expand the scope of the revamps out that far um, because I wanted to actually get them done. And as far as new items available in the guild, like, I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see when this is all done, how they're going to play and what is actually needed in there because a lot of those items are there for really weird historical reasons. Um, have you ever thought about revamping one of the clan basement dungeons to offer new rewards based on the number of people who are who participated or IRL time? Well, the a lot like the leaderboards include real life time because runs have to be done in a single day to be leaderboard eligible. Um, Hobopolis is sort of already built to to reward having the fewest number of people come in because the more people that go in there, the more turns you have to spend getting through the sewers. So, uh, yes, I've revamped Hobopolis to be exactly as you suggest. Uh, I know you have a lot of things to do, but there is one more thing missing from the game, a stinky starfish counterpart. Any plans to make the addition soon? That is not a thing that it's like, we don't have as a goal, make a stinky starfish, right? We have as an option, if we come up with a good thematic thing for a familiar, what it can do mechanically. And... One of these days, if we have a familiar and no good idea for what the familiar is going to do, it's going to be a stinky starfish. There you go. Um, okay. Spooky Halloween name version of stinky starfish. Spooky scarfish. Ooh, that's yeah. good. Uh, with the increased number of familiars, uh, New Gallows continues. Do you plan on adding more trophies for familiar weight? There are over 160 familiars in the game. Don't we know it? Um, we don't. Wait, yes. No more do. trophies for familiar weight. There's any future familiar trophies will go in different directions. Zoombini says, with class revamps, it seems like you've okay, is that Zombini? Zoom Zoom Bleedy. Boomzini. Boobzini? That's sure. like that pasta that looks like tits. No, that's that uh, famous magician who always performed topless. <laughs> Boobdini. Yes. <laughs> Uh, with the class revamps, it seems like you've committed to doing it without having everything planned out. My impressions are that you have a couple of other classes halfway done and no idea for accordion thief skills. When you publicly commit to things like this without having a clearly defined path, do you find the added pressure helps or hurts the creative process? Uh, I think in a vacuum, both, both and neither. I mean, there's always, there is always pressure, right? Because when there is not the direct and immediate presence of the player base clamoring for more and new stuff, there is their implied presence always, always, always just behind my eyelids. If I close my eyes even for a moment, the player base says, make us more shit. Mm. And if I close them right as I'm going to sleep, the player base will sometimes say, make us shit more. And then sometimes they will say, listen to Macklemore. And I'm like, I don't... While taking a shit. Yeah, yeah, shit while listening to Macklemore. And I don't know how to do that because I don't know who Macklemore is. I know that there is... that is a, Is it a band? Is it a man? It's a man who does rap. Is his name, like, Mac Elmore? No, it's just Macklemore. Like Cher. Only with more syllables. Okay. Macklemore syllables. He's pretty good. Mackerel more. That'd be a good spooky fish version of that guy's name. <laughs> Is it spooky? Is it? Um, well, okay. 
I guess not. I mean, if you went to a Macklemore concert and what came out was a ghastly half-man, half-fish, just sort of flopping around and gasping his way through his songs, I think that, if not spooky, it would at least qualify as kind of unnerving. Yeah, I don't think I would be a huge fan. Maybe I would. Who knows? Uh, it would be weird if there was, like, a a Thai recording artist named Huge Fan. <laughs> because then, what would his enthusiasts refer to themselves as? <laughs> I'm kind of a hugey. Uh, I'm a huge or not. <laughs> do you feel, <laughs> right. do you feel overall, you it's better to around. wait until everything's done before releasing it, like Spooky Raven, or bringing it out piecemeal like The Sea? The Sea is a bad example, because I, like, the, that was, that was done badly in a lot of very clear in hindsight reasons um it's just better can mean better for you the player base or the game as a whole however you want to define it i mean i think a mixture of each right i mean it wouldn't have made any sense to there are certain things like say a clan dungeon we couldn't have rolled out dreadsylvania piecemeal because that wouldn't have there wouldn't have been any like there would have just been a bunch of dumb blank parts of it right because it can't exist not as a whole right um, you know, because it's in a basement. It can't exist not as a whole. Okay. Underscore Wass, uh, whose spooky version is Undertaker Wass. Oh. You got one? I'll take it. I, I was just going to say Underworld Wass. Mm, good. Uh, do you have any tips for somebody looking to become a professional Kingdom of Loathing player? There is a single tip uh, that I can offer, and that is find someone willing to pay you to play Kingdom of Loathing. That would do it. Luxander says so on the last radio show when you answered my question about when the final revamp might be the answer seemed to be end of the year but wait Halloween Crimbo new content familiar hmm you did however mention the DB revamp upcoming is it reasonable to assume that that might happen before Crimbo with everything else pushed to the new year no I'm it is reasonable to assume that all of the class revamps will be done by Christmas there's no there's no reason that I can't do that other than insecurity and I'm not letting any of that shit creep in Oh, also, uh, Luxander's uh, spooky Halloween name is Lux Ender. No, no. Hmm. Yeah, I was struggling with that one too. Lux Luxander Taker. No. Okay. Mm. Hmm. I think you have to have a pronounceable name first. Okay. Uh, f- and then Florin, uh, hmm, 13th Florin, yeah, yeah, says Jick, we're having a telltale heart ticking beneath the floor, oh, hmm, we're having a chili cook-off at work, and I seem to remember you saying something about using beer in your chili, what type of beer do you use, and how much, I usually will do a can or two of, of PBR, just in lieu of water or some of the tomato juice, when I'm making chili. What's your what's your thinking on that? Do you ever, do you do you make much chili, Mr. Skilly? Yeah. Ours is mine is pretty plain. It's always just uh, a can of peeled di- a petite diced tomatoes, a can of tomato paste, some like kidney beans and black beans, and then like garlic salt or not garlic salt, garlic powder, onion powder. And uh, 
some ground turkey. Turkey, huh? That seems like, and and that's one where I will like cook the ground turkey in the pan and then make the chili on top. Yeah, that's that's what I always. Oh, in the just in a pan. Huh. Uh-huh. I only well not in a pan, but I will cook the chili in the vessel that's going to have. Oh, the, see, I only ever make chili in a turkey. crock pot, so I I just sort of uh, I I brown the I brown the meat ahead of time, and I almost I mean because I just have a freezer full of beef from grandpa, I mm-hmm. basically always make chili with just ground beef, uh, tomato juice and beer, brown the brown the meat, put it in the thing, tomato juice and beer can of uh, a big can of ranch style beans which is sort of just like using somebody else's sauce to make a dish right because there's so much there is so much going on in that already seasoning wise a can of kidney beans maybe i will also uh saute an onion cut up but not always and i've just started skipping the tomatoes because it's like my least favorite part of chili and so why why i want to do that to myself I don't. Yeah, I do the uh, the petite nice tomatoes just because they they just kind of go away. You just get like a tomato sauce. I use a uh, I use a ton of uh, chili powder. I use a ton of garlic salt and a ton of dill. Uh, just because I put a ton of dill in everything. Yeah, I mean dill's good. It's good in everything. If you, I could write a book about what spice to use with every dish mm-hmm. and that book would just be a single page and on it would just be the word dill in 900 point type maybe like a picture of dill mm-hmm. so people knew what it looked like i mean it's kind of misleading to say that what goes into my chili because the way that i make it like the way i doctor mine <clears throat> once everyone else has got their serving is to get uh i keep a buffalo wing sauce in the house so i put some buffalo wing sauce and some sriracha in there and then the uh like cheese and sour cream oh okay mix that all up i always just eat mine with uh with a bunch of uh like dill gherkins you know or georgia some you know some little little vlasic snackers uh and saltines and slices of cheddar cheese but i've never been a guy that put like onions or cheese or fucking crushed up saltines in my chili. God, yeah. that w- it was always fucking nauseating seeing people do that. Just like, oh, I'm just going to grab a handful of saltines and just crush them into a powder into my chili and just make it into no, a actually gross like white that. paste. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get that most other people do it that way, or a lot of other people do it that way, and most people aren't just nauseated by it the way that I am. Uh, so any bread product getting put into any liquid you're not good with? Uh, Stanley. What's Stanley's spooky Halloween name? Jason. Uh, I was going to go with Stanley Screamer. Uh-huh. Uh, it seems you could have a regular time set up, or it seems like you have a regular time set up to record this podcast. What are your thoughts on returning to a live interactive show and then putting the podcast up for those who couldn't tune in? Uh, no are basically my thoughts on that. No. Open tag thought. No. Slash thought. Yeah, I mean, the base level of it is if we could broadcast it and record it at the same quality as we are getting right now, then we probably would. But we just can't. The technology has moved on 
and nobody is interested in making it easier or possible to and do while there are certainly issues and points of failure in the current setup there are way fewer points of failure than there were when we did the show live yeah i guess it doesn't it doesn't carry quite as much weight for us to say that this makes a better product after last sure, week sure yeah <clears throat> but you know but it's true tyrone jones or tyrone bones bones mm-hmm. okay uh, what's a way to make tie bone bones? What's a way to yeah, tie bone bones? <laughs> what's what's a way? Yeah, I guess that's the way to make Tyrone spooky. Yeah, well, Tyrone is uh, kind of a black name. Yeah, so it's, it's inherently know. sort of spooky. Uh, so we know that you're working on class revamps. Is there any chance that the Crimbo 2014 challenge path could be something like Newbie Game Plus, where people would have the chance to try out what it would be like for a completely new player? Like, not Bad Moon, but, uh, yeah. Um, there's definitely, at at the first boring challenge path after the class revamps are done, will be like a class act to a, a class for pigs. Siron, uh, um, Diron... Cyborg Ron. Cry Ron. Cry Ron? Yeah. Uh, for my question, is being able to pull slash uncloset meat still planned? It'd be a tiny ease of life and speed things up a little. I don't know what you're talking about, because yes. Um, I eat blood. I'm not reading these questions again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lorith says uh, in response, uh, sorry, let's see. Um, Lord Death. Lilith. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Concubine of Cain. Is that who Lilith was? Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, mother of vampires. Yeah. Mother mother of vampires and feminists. Jesus, how many plagues can you unleash on one world? Am I right? Yeah, women. What did what what what's Lilith's role in the Lilith fair? <laughs> no, I mean, like, why is she? Why is she a, a a sort of a feminist rallying image? Because she was the troublemaker, I guess, in uh, Jewish lore. She wouldn't. Uh, she liked to be on top during sex, and that freaked Adam out, and that's why he was like, "God, this one isn't working out." So God was like, "Fine, I'll make another chick, and she won't be equal to you. She'll be subjected to you." And yeah, huh. So Lilith was the original feminist. Does is that a feminist being on top as a feminist move? Well, I think it was more that she she was an equal to Adam. So, oh gosh, if that's what equality just, means is being on top. Turns out you're a feminist. Yeah, I guess I am. Uh, anyway, a lore death. Uh, Lilith writes, it does seem like the listeners would prefer an option like this. I get the question of when the live interactive show might return all the time. I mean, that might be true, but the listeners number in maybe the multiple dozens and the audience numbers far, far more than that. Deus Ex Machina says, happy, no, sorry, death sex machine. (laughs) Diablo sex machina. Um, well, so, I mean, the reason that that's spooky is because it's the same machine. <laughs> right, the death oh, sex machine. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving. Go enjoy some highly alcoholic beer and Canadian bacon to celebrate it. I had some uh, regular-ass bacon uh, for dinner at the... Uh, I think it was shredded into my Brussels sprout slaw <laughs> at the barbecue place. Mm. 
They didn't call it Brussels sprout slaw. They call it Brussels sprouts, but then you get it and it's like a slurry of just fucking delicious leaves and bacon. Hmm. That does sound delightful. And usually slurry is not a thing that sounds mm-hmm. tasty. Uh, I'm having a very low alcohol content beer. So that's pretty good. You drinking today, Mr. Scullin? Yeah, I've got a Blue Moon Harvest mm, Pumpkin Ale. Harvest Pumpkin Ale. Cody Coon or Cold Dead Coon. You got mm. one? Ow. I'm just... I... With the racist undercurrent that we've had so far. You're trying. So you're trying to come up with a racist joke, but you can't? No, you already did. What? When? The fact that you just said cold dead coon. Oh, I didn't. I found fairly disturbing. Okay, I did not. That is like not. I know. That's not a word that I associate with that. Yeah. That's why it's so great. Okay. All right. So you you were just you were just letting my unwitting racism sit there. (laughs) I just wasn't sure where to go from there. Okay. I was like. Do we have to address this? Okay, well... Do we just well, let guess, it fly? I guess we are. A uh, question for Mr. Skullhead. Yeah, I think you could release your cover songs in an MP3 format, maybe charge a buck or two to cover hosting. Might be kind of a niche market, but I'd like them. Equals P. A Wrecking Ball was especially good. A Wrecking Ball item in KOL that links to Mr. Skullhead's YouTube page. I think I made a joke about that song in the game recently. So something that I was writing recently is going to have a Wrecking Ball joke in it. Is Wrecking Ball a song that you uh, wrote, or is it a cover? It's a cover of a Miley Cyrus song. Oh. We're in the video for which she swings around on a Wrecking Ball naked. Oh, yeah. It's actually a decent song. And a, a decent Does she Is video. she like a Britney who has a team of people writing songs for her? Oh, yeah. She's got, I mean, she's got a decent voice even when she's singing live, but it, like the songs are just kind of Bob the Pop song, but, but I like a good pop song on I Katie. could not have imagined anything less appealing than everything that I saw of her controversial performance at the VMAs. I kind of enjoyed that because her stated intention was to be as like scandally clad and raunchy as possible without being sexy at all yeah okay well oh, that that that's pretty yeah. neat like mission, mission accomplished, accomplished indeed. I yeah, cannot that's... masturbate to this yeah mech it again uh green in 72 or let's see uh green goblin in 72 um Dear Jick, as a person whose most optimal ascension to date was 57 days with a bulky buddy box, I salute you on the class revamp, and I hope the same soon happens with the rest of the classes, except everyone yelling at you because it's NS13-2. NS26. Alpha Omicron, or Aliens, oh my god! Very nice. Aliens, oh my coon. <laughs> what, are they, what do they owe him? <laughs> Hmm. Now, when all the class and quest revamps are complete, where will the revamp train stop next? Something more fundamental, like the combat mechanics? I know you've complained about how you couldn't have combat the way it is now if you could go back and start over, or you wouldn't have it the way it is now if you could go back and start over. Um, Now, I don't think that anything fundamental is really getting fucked with like that. There is just so much bulk of entrenched stuff that, like, any fundamental system changes get to be more trouble than they're worth. 
Uh, relatedly, when all the quest, class and quest revamps are done, will there be an effort to recruit lapsed players or to advertise to new players? Hey, come try KOL again. It's all different and way better, and there's more stuff. Yeah, I could, I could imagine doing that. Uh, That's kind of what we do on the Facebooks and the Reddits. Yeah. Like, every every time we put something in, be like, hey, check it out. Something fundamental has changed. Check it out now, funk soul brother. Exactly. Foam soap refill. I'll say that after the Disco Bandit reboot. Okay. Uh, Tylana or um, Dylana. Dylana. Sorry. Yeah. Got nothing. When revamping the Seal Clipper, was keeping it compatible with the Nemesis Quest a pain? No, because I literally did not even occur to me that that was a thing that needed to be done. And if I did keep it compatible, it was by accident. Uh, Zion Rave Scene, which is uh, Zion Grave Scene. (laughs) Exactly. A Seal Clipper revamp and no Beaver Cleaver level title? Beaver Cleaver level title. Beaver Cleaver level title. Beaver Cleaver level title. I think you're ready to wrap now. I think I am. That was my warm-up. Uh, let's see. WVO Quine. Uh, R.I.P. Quine. Hmm. Uh, what KOL class would each of the main characters from the following TV shows be? Seinfeld, Friends, Saved by the Bell, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, they would all be SEAL Clubbers. I feel like they would all be Disco Band. What? Right. Um, I don't actually know if there is any funny way to answer that question for the individual characters. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, like we could go through and answer them honestly. I mean, but... I think all of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would be turtle tamers on account of them having already tamed their own wild spirits. There you go. You know, I mean, because you can't stay a teenager forever. Uh, let's see. Welt or uh, Welter Skelter. Mm. When using the combat action bar, which is awesome, the old interface buttons and drop downs are always hidden behind a click here to open link. Can we get an interface option to have the old interface stay visible even when the cab is enabled, please? Yes, I like that. I would also like to have that. Uh, some people, including me, seem to prefer a hybrid approach to operating things and be greatly helped by this. Yeah. Hamfish. Damned fish. Ooh. See, that's both the spooky Halloween name and the spooky fish name. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. Um, do you ever have to be careful about copyright issues when you decide to reference things in KOL? No, because no. we... Like, that's not what copyright is. You know, like, you can talk about stuff. Like, we never... We never straight-up transcribe more than, like, a few words of any given work. And... Yeah. That is, that is like, if it ever came down to it, would undoubtedly fall under the fair use doctrine if it wasn't just automatically protected by parody laws. But also, I feel like if somebody was like, hey, we're going to sue you if you don't remove this one joke about this one song, I'd be like, okay. You know, and then we would just remove that one joke about that one song and then add 10 jokes calling those people assholes to other places. <laughs> and the world would continue turning. I mean, generally, people's reactions that we're aware of, have they've been pleased and flattered. Yeah. Like, they might be giants where they're like, hey, I'm the guy who does the web stuff for They Might Be Giants, and they, like, here's a game that you guys should yeah. look at. 
Uh, similarly, when adding new references to things, do you prefer to reference things you really like, regardless of how well, well known it might be among the players? Or do you try to stay away from obscure stuff to avoid hundreds of confused forum posts like, what does this mean? Well, so there's two, there's two principles at work here. One is that something has to be, at least my guideline is, I don't want stuff to just be nonsense if you don't get the reference. You know, right. it could it could seem weird or whatever, and I don't mind making it so it's obvious that there's a reference to something, even though you don't necessarily know what it is, because then you'd probably just look it up. But yeah. we the, the the sort of second principle at work is that we don't set out to reference things. We make the stuff that we're putting into KOL, and then when it comes time to like decide what something is called or decide what jokes to make when describing it we just write whatever pops into our heads and what pops into our heads tends to be a mishmash of the phrases that we know from other sources and stuff. Right. I mean, am I, am I overstating that? Yeah. No, like I have a, a sickness wherein I have a really good memory for quotes and especially song lyrics. So, and when I hear something that reminds me of a song lyric, I kind of have to say the song lyric or, I feel like tension and pressure. So that's kind of like when I'm writing Kingdom stuff, if a random song lyric pops into my head in association with this thing, then it just has to go in. It's funny watching people who have never met me but have played a lot of KOL hanging out with me for a while and they go, oh, oh yeah. you're just always like that. That's tedious. <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why do the hot dog guy, the florist fryer, and probably a few other NPCs not react any differently when you approach them in the zombie slayer path? Are they just used to seeing really weird customers or something? Sure, that's why. It's not that we're not going to go back and add content to all challenge paths. Um, finally, the reanimated reanimator is super cool, and I got to name mine after a similar stereotypical mad scientist-type character in a story I'm writing, so thanks for that. This is also the first time you've had two familiar items of the month in a row since 2007. Were you deliberately having at least a month-long break between new familiars? And if so, why'd you decide to break that habit now? Well, I mean, we had had very few familiars this uh, year, and so, I don't know, it just happened. F or DEF... Uh, says, couldn't hear the answer to my question because Jake something something internet. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, let's see. Stinko Man 87. St Stinko Man 13. 86. Oh, 666. Okay, yeah, there you go. No, Stinko Man 86. Oh, oh, wow. 86. Nice. Uh, are the deep fat fires part of the same religion as the nuns of Our Lady of Perpetual Indecision? What is the religious state of the kingdom other than the universal acknowledgement that Hades is a real place? Uh, Dagnostic in that they are not certain whether or not they want a sandwich. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, in a world... Uh, in a world where magic works and demons regularly hang out and show up and people occasionally remember their <clears throat> previous lives and their time spent in Valhalla, it's not so much a question of faith because you know what stuff mm -hmm. is. So, like, believing in the devil in Kingdom is kind of like believing in dirt. It's just it's, it's a thing that's there. But, you know, the friars are are probably not as deeply religious as the nuns are. That's probably true. 
I would say. They're, they may be more of a Buddhist-style monk, even though they have the, like, the tonsils. I mean, when I wrote the nuns, I basically wrote them as lesbians who hung, hung out together and pretended to be nuns so that nobody would question why they didn't get plowed by dudes. Oh, so it was kind of a cross between Three's Company and... And the, and the flying music. nun. <laughs> yes. Um, Alexander asked if I could uh, change the blue text on Northern Explosion to indicate that it was a smack, and I did long, long, long ago. Uh, Shamu says, let's see. Um, hmm. Shamu, Ch- 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 huh. Hmm. Got anything? For uh, Southwest. Chamu. Southwest. What are you, where are you? Oh. I was up where no, Southwest I is. That. Chamu. Shamwow. That's not scary. Spooky. You haven't seen that commercial. Okay. Shamboo. Okay. There you go. How much are you planning to stick to your guns about the content of any given class revamp? Meaning, would you never change anything after it's out based on player response, or would you make concessions, changes, or compromises? Yes, Jesus fucking Christ. The entire 10-year history of this game is a series of changes, concessions, and compromises. That's what is so frustrating about all of this. Like, of course, if it turns out in the fullness of time that I have made something not fun, I will fucking fix it because that's what I have always done. That has always been the, the reason that I am here. Uh, in what medium would you facilitate players to submit the changes they wanted if you wanted opinions on what to change in the latter scenario, or why would you not listen to community opinion in the former? Well, uh, the former, I, you know, I would listen to community opinion. But here's the thing, not now, because now is the worst time to get feedback. And that is borne out historically all the time, because people get super pissed off when things change, and they say things that don't make any sense. Like so much of the bitching about the Seal Club or revamp is based on just factually inaccurate assumptions about stuff. And this feeling about won't somebody think of the X where X is somebody who's not the person doing the bitching and whatever. So so goddamn yes, of fucking course, after this is all done, we're gonna see if there are any problems with it, and then we will address those problems. And in all of the mediums. All of the mediums. It's fucking phone calls, man. Find that old voicemail number. Leave a leave a vitriolic, blistering screed. Damned Fish says, Okay, new question. If you guys suddenly woke up in an alternate universe that was exactly like KOL, only actually real, what would you do? What do you think your chances of survival would be? Also, what classes would you be? Seal Clubber? 100%. Would be my chances <laughs> of survivor. I think that I would be a uh, sorcerer. Okay. If I had the choice. And I, I think I would be an awesome sorcerer. But I also think that I wouldn't go anywhere until I was way overqualified to beat the things that were Yeah, there. that's probably true. I mean, if I still had access to the GM tools, oh, right, yeah, then, yeah. then whatever. That's the thing. Am, am I still... It's like, to hell with your newbie sport tent. I'm sleeping in a... Uh, yeah, I'm just going to make my own fucking handjob house. There's a house yeah. made of handjobs. Oh, like, so if you had access to the spindlers? Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, what would I do? I would just, I would plant, there would be a new zone, the handjob forest. Mm-hmm. I'm, you're sensing a theme here, I guess. Felony, uh, misdemeanor. Oh. Have you ever pondered a seventh and eighth character class based on some new main stat? Any possibility it could become reality? No. I mean, the, you can really only describe somebody in three ways. How strong they are, how smart they are, and how like fast or cool they are. <laughs> right. I guess how empathetic they are, but that's hard to translate. Into yeah, and way. especially to make one start with an M. Uh, empathy. Mm. Motherliness. Masculinity, the opposite of. What? Don't, man. That's offensive. Def says, any plans to steal C.D. Moyer's Graph Warrior and use it in KOL? It's pretty enjoyable. Oh, man, that's his. That's his. He's made like at least $30 off of it so far. Everybody go give him money for that because it's a fun game. Uh, Alexander says, oh, no, no. Just reporting on factual inaccuracies. All right. And then Green and uh, 666 says, uh, no, Green Goblin 72 says that I, uh, there's still a place where it says to send a chat messages to Radio Bugbear. So that's why that happens. Um, Infinius. Uh, Infernius. Since my original question was completely based on incorrect information, thanks, Blister Guy, for the correction. Uh, I'll ask a different one. Hmm. Yeah. Have you thought of a balance? Have you thought of balancing skills by giving some of them a negative as well as positive effects? It'd be incredibly cool if you could deactivate perm skills for an optimal run of certain paths, even if you had to completely unperm them, making you re-earn it from scratch to do so. For example, what if you got a skill that passively increased your item drop but decreased your mocks by a percentage factor? That is not a thing that I would ever make permable, though. Like I agree that that's kind of interesting, except that I think in practice it turns out to not be all that interesting. See the bad moon skills like for any given person you need both of those balancing factors to be equally important or at least important in the proportions that they are set against one another and that's just that's like it's like a hard line to walk and if you get it exactly right you end up with a skill that's kind of boring and so mm-hmm. it's just like i mean for a piece of gear that's fine, but for a thing that's like just a, you know, even if it's, even if permanent means for the rest of this run, a permanent choice that you're making about your character, it's just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that that's a good fit for this kind of game. Uh, Minocht, Minocht Harker. Uh, preliminary question has the player base discovered every existing kind of tameable turtle and seal figurine uh, yet yes if yes come on the two newest turtles were added in 2008 to the sea in Hobopolis or something are you planning to add any new ones either as part of zone revamps or in some completely new zones there isn't much variety save for the haunted gallery well the let's see isn't it if no isn't it sad that this class feature is is so forgotten that people haven't done this much spading even though they probably had years to do so wow what a shitty question in terms of attitude um, the, the problem is when we decided that those turtles were going to be all smithing stuff, the thing that we hadn't really considered was that smithing in this game kind of fucking sucks. And so there just wasn't a lot of directions to go with it. I think that it is possible that we will evaluate that 
You know, I could imagine adding 20 other turtles to the game that were just buffs that you got by taming a turtle in a specific spot as just part of a turtle tamer only coolness arena. I kind of like that idea. Uh, Tickwith says, is there a question you would like the community to ask but they never slash rarely slash too infrequently do? If so, what is it? Uh, let's see. Tickwith. Uh, Dickwith. Uh, tick with massive fangs. Okay. Uh, I guess if there was, you would just say the thing you wanted to say without the question to prompt it. Yeah, you're damn right I would. Like earlier when I was talking about how my bowel movements have been solid for a couple of days and now that makes me happy. Uh, perhaps you'd want the question... Yeah, don't ever... Don't ever worry about us having to be asked the right yeah. question. Uh, perhaps you'd want the question to be asked because it would show sensitivity on the part of the player base. Yeah, or, or empathy or something that starts with M that we could use as the fourth character stat. What would the, uh, what would the classes be that were based on empathy? Hmm. The um, ship's counselor, Deanna Troy. I don't know. Pachink, pachinkoid, um, pachink. So there you go. This is a depressing question. Uh, given the dual inevitabilities that a stupid game with no future won't sustain you forever, and that you're tumbling ever closer to forty, isn't it time you got yourself a proper job again? Could you? Would it be as a network data latency consultant, or would you go black hat and market your skills in Bayesian filter avoidance? Would it be possible to think about sitting in a cubicle as a code monkey after having lived in a house made of solid gold Ferraris, or wear a suit and tie into an office you don't own ever again? There's no possibility of you ending up a wimpy shadow, sure, but having been the man for so long, could you go back to living, buoyed only by the vain hope of a reach-around? Damn, Pachinkoid. Damn. Um... Dude, fuck, I don't know. I mean, I feel like at this point, I could, if I had to get a job again, it's not going to just be some, like, bogus business job, right? I mean, I'd pro- I could probably get a job at a video game studio doing something, and then I would at least be making video games. And then I could make video games at home and on the weekends at night, and then I'd be happy. Same thing that would happen if I retired. I can't wait to retire so I can just make video games all the time. That's what I want. <laughs> America, ooh, that's scary enough on its own. Word on the street is Halloween is just around the corner. What are you guys going to dress up as? Jeez, I don't know. I actually uh, convinced the wife that we're doing a Wreck-It Ralph theme. Was that something that she needed to be convinced of? It's kind of the, like... We have the, what are we going to dress up as for Halloween discussion, and we talk for, about it for a while, and I say, you know, I think we should do Wreck-It Ralph. Like, I could be Wreck-It Ralph, and you could be Vanellope Von Schweetz, and the boy could be Fix-It Felix, and it would be awesome. And then, like, two weeks later, she goes, so, really, what are we going to do for Halloween? And we talk about it for a while, and I say, well, you know, I think we should do Wreck-It Ralph. Why? Wait, and why then, wouldn't she be the Space Marine? Like, she has the exact haircut of the Space Marine gal. Yeah, but she's little. Yeah, but... Okay, I, anyway, listen, the, I hate to, I hate to poke holes in the realism the, that you're going for, but your kid is also smaller than Fix-It Felix. Like, well, Fix-It Felix is pretty small. <clears throat> huh. The, the love interest for uh, the Space Marine lady is Fix-It Felix. That would be strange. Stri- 
I don't know. I probably because Vanellope von Schweetz is a funner outfit. Okay. Could be a more fun thing to wear. I haven't Go, even I'm excited about that. I haven't even thought about it. I don't know. Like I had an idea. This is weird because this never occurs to me. I had an idea for a couple's costume, which is always a thing that I am sort of down on conceptually, but I had one that I liked and then I just don't remember. I just lost it. I had the cure for the plague of the 20th century and I've lost it. Okay. Oh, wait. It was Sean Connery and other character from Medicine Man. <laughs> Who was that? Uh, Vine. Sean Connery and Leanna. And, and a vine. Leanna Rhymes. Uh, Leanna. So you're going to Sean Connery and Leanne Rhymes. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Dodgson, or the spooky Halloween version, probable child molester Charles Dodgson. Oh, my. Um, why does the gift shop guy at the Shore, Inc., have the worst name? <laughs> it's... Gorblax is back. No, it's the gift shop guy at the shore who's named Terrence, which is the worst name as uh, as an advice hot dog meme of Terrence being the worst name. Because I wanted that gift shop guy to have a worse name than the gift shop guy. This was actually a deliberate joke on my part, and I'm glad that somebody I'm glad that somebody paid attention to it. Uh, time uh, or spooky Halloween version of time the relentless inexorable march of time hmm. uh, I'm probably not the first to ask you this or ask for this but have you guys considered a toggleable skill called something like shitty gardener which would make you mess up your planning so that it just gives you a random first day yield from any of the seed types you own it would be fun to be able to get use from all my seeds at once and the trade off of not being able to build up bigger things by not harvesting seems like a fair trade off you know I like that idea in terms of what you end up with Overall, but I don't like the way that that would have to play out mechanically. Um, it would be, I think, a messy thing to present to the player and a messy thing to to keep track of on the back end. Because anyway, I'm having fun playing with the new uh, Seal Clubber skills. Thanks. Well, you're welcome. See, when people actually play with these skills, they have fun with them because they're fun. Uh, Lexander says, I would also support a double shifter take on the garden items, but you might still build up stuff. Day two harvest could just select from the possible day two options. Yeah. Yeah. A cheesecake or cheese steak. Mm. No. No. Cheese quake. Yeah, that's just like a, that's just like a, a decadent dessert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, strawberry cheesequake is the uh, blizzard that I usually get from the Dairy Queen. Yeah, is that really what you get? Mm. I uh, I'm almost exclusively a Reese's peanut butter cup blizzard guy. Take into the ones with candy in them. Oh yeah, yeah. I too much too much of a thing. I used to always chocolate covered cherries as a blizzard because that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. They didn't actually put chocolate-covered cherries in them. I think they just put cherries and chocolate in them. Uh, yeah, I would guess so. But, you know, it tasted very much like a... I haven't had one of those in a long time. That was like a fixture when I was a kid, was every Christmas I would get a box of those, and it was just, like, I don't know why I liked them so much. Well, I mean, because they're very good, and I like them, but, like, it's weird because they weren't really similar to any of the other things that I liked a lot as a kid. Mm. It was, like, the only chocolate that I ever wanted were those hmm. just, you know, Queen Anne cherry cordials, whatever. 
A lot of people are grossed out by them because of the runny insides. Same with a cream egg. I guess I like the cream egg a lot, too. I think I just like it when there's chocolate and then runny shit on the inside. Sure. Do you like your chocolate-covered cherries to be full of brandy or just full of, like, maraschino cherry juice? Uh, that That's syrup that's in the... Whatever that stuff is. I think it's just, like, sure. sugar juice, you know? Uh, let's see. Baby Bonnie Hood. Um... Hmm. Hmm. That's a tough one. Dead baby, Bonnie Hood. Oh, my. Everybody's scared of a dead baby. Uh, I know the perfect place to bring back the protector spirit with the obsidian dagger. Why not have it be a guard of the ziggurat? As in, before you can reach the door, you have to beat him first. That way he's still protecting something, and he has a weapon with which to do it. Yeah, I do need to figure that out, although I don't think I want to... I don't think I want to put it in the, the... in the way of the normal quest progression. Um. Hmm. The Erosion Seeker says, let's see, the Oblivion Seeker. Uh, was Dread Vampires only draining 10 hit points every turn intentional, or did you intend for them to drain increasing amounts at higher kiss levels? I bet we did. Um. Yeah, geez. Huh, that doesn't seem like the way that's supposed to work at all. I'll look into that. Uh, Hamfish, damn, damned fish says. Do you have some cool ideas for challenge paths, item of the month, items of the month, or content that you have no clue how to develop past the cool idea phase in a way that is both fun and balanced? If so, care to list some of them? Well, I mean, the dice librum was like that for a long time. Jackass plumber. Yeah. Um. Were there any of those other? Like, we had that whole thread where everybody proposed nine different Librams <laughs> because it was just an item of the month brainstorming uh, thread. Right. I should do those more often because it actually does produce ideas. And it's like, if it's either that or nothing, I feel like we might as well be doing something. Um, I can't really think of anything else. I mean, we usually are able to work stuff into Like, we're so accustomed to thinking in the in the idiom of this game that we're usually able to make things fit. Also, with the new fancy cans of beer, the default right-click option is to pour out rather than drink, causing me to accidentally pour out all three beers I brew daily because I often eat and drink things on autopilot like that. Any chance this right-click option could be changed to drink? Boy, I don't know. I guess it's because that goes in place of use and use happens before drink. I don't think that's going to change. I'm sorry. Um... Mokume, uh, let's see. Hmm. Help me out, Mr. Skullhead. Mokume. Brokume. Hmm. I know. Macrame. Spooky. Hmm. Could you please tell my happy medium to stop examining the lines on my arse, bung, and groin? At the very least, let me get a happy, shiny restraining order from the pygmy lawyer so I stop getting harassed by my own familiar. That's 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 how she learns things about you. I I understand that if that there are reasons why those body parts being in the random body part list would make you uncomfortable. That are personal reasons that we shouldn't discuss. I don't know if we should fix that or not. Hell no. All right. 
We should. I did feel a little strange about. I do occasionally feel strange about some of those things. Yeah. Not not super, but I just go, oh man, that's gonna look weird with the bung. Yeah. Yeah. When something sticks something deep into your, yeah. for instance. But you know, in and out, over and over. Mm, yeah. 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 Like those things. All right, I've locked that thread. So, Mr. Scullid, we never have to go through that fucking same questions thread again. I was kind of hoping we would do it again next week. Well, see if our response has changed. We could just for old times' sake. Yeah. Well, we'll do it uh, really fast at the beginning before we start recording. Okay. Okay. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in, and uh, give some questions for next week, and we'll see you then. And uh, until then, I'm Mr. Skullhead, and I am leaving. I'm Jack, and I'm already gone.